Hey, what's up, Hornet fans? I'm McKenna Guerrero, sports director for KSSU. What a time it is to be a Hornet. Our football team became co-conference champions for the first time ever. Our men's basketball team is hitting new heights. And now it's that time of year to get baseball and softball going again. Last season was a big year for the Sac State baseball team, making it all the way to the NCAA Regional Championship Tournament. This was the third time this program has been a part of that. While we were ultimately eliminated by Stanford, this new season sees a strong returning core from last year, an exciting crop of new players ready to live up to last year's success. I sat down with Coach Christensen to talk about last season, what to expect from this team this season, and more. So, Coach, the season's right around the corner. It starts Friday, February 14th. Coming off of such a successful season last year, I mean, how excited are you to get this, this started? Yeah, no, I think our guys are excited. We get most everybody back from last year's team. So I think there's been some pretty good momentum running through the fall up into January, February. So I know our guys are really excited to get out there and play somebody else right now. Well, what expectations and goals do you have coming into this season? Well, you know, I think the goal right now is just to have a good practice today and have another good practice tomorrow and just really focus on the process and the journey. And uh, hopefully we're playing our best baseball into May with a chance to play in the tournament again. Will you guys open up to UC Santa Barbara? They're the team you eliminated in the regional tournament. I mean, how kind of does that give the momentum having that recent history for opening day? No, I mean, certainly there's some talk about it, but I think it's, you know, two different teams that, you know, they lost a lot of players last year were a little bit different than we were a year ago. So I think it's, you know, more for fans and media to talk about it and not, not as a big deal to our pro, to our program and probably not as big a deal to them as well. Well, last year you guys won 40 games. You guys went to the regional tournament. I mean, that was the third time this program has seen that. I mean, looking back, what made that group so special? You know, it really was a really young team. So early on we had our ups and downs and over the course of the season, we just built on. We you know, talked a lot about belief last year. You know, believing in one in in yourself, believing in, in each other, and making sure that each day you're trying to build in that belief to do something that maybe somebody doesn't think is possible. So I think that our guys did a really good job of buying into that, and uh, we got on just an incredible run at the end of the, end of the season, which was something that still to this day I can't quite believe that took place. But those guys, uh, they believed they could do it, and they certainly did. Well, you guys came back to win the the whole tournament. I mean, what what was that like, not only for you as a coach, but for the team in general? Yeah, I mean, it was certainly devastating losing that first game, and then you know, then you wake up and you look at the the, the way the bracket was set up. We had to win six in a row, which seems yeah. impossible. But and you eliminated like every other every team, team in the bracket. Yeah, every team. So, you know, it's kind of you know, ironic, I guess. You know, on the way down to uh, Mesa, our players had bought T-shirts that said Sacramento versus everybody, and they'd, <laughs> they'd wore those T-shirts. And uh, I don't think anybody realized, you know, that that was actually going to take place. But they just enjoyed being around each other and had a lot of fun. You know, it talked about. Um, you know, playing with house money, you know, it wasn't really the, the, the uh, in our dugout is just, hey, we got one more game to play together to see if we can find a way to play another one. And everybody else, it seemed like the, the other teams were, uh, you know, a little bit panicked, you know, they, they knew what, what it was up against. I just felt like the momentum stayed on our side because we just continued to win. I mean, your program has been so successful. I mean, how, what kind of culture do you feel that you establish here at Sacramento State? I think, you know, it starts with the, with the people. I think we have really good people. We have good kids. We have 
um, in a good group of, of staff that take care of them, whether that's in this, you know, the SARC, the Student Athlete Resource Center, all the way down to the people in our department. That behind the scenes are really the ones that make it happen to allow us to, to have the opportunity to spend time with our players. And they really just care about each other. You know, we have kids on different spectrums on the baseball team, right? You have, you know, you have probably five to 10 guys every year that are going to get a chance to play professional baseball at some point. But then you have those kids that they came here for the experience of playing college baseball and they love it. It is their pro baseball. So, um, you know, it's just a really good atmosphere, um, good group of parents. And, you know, every time we travel and play someone, you know, it seems like we have as many people in the stands as the, the home team. So it's just really fun to be a part of. Well, Sacramento State is the only Division One program in California to win over at least 30 games in the past eight seasons. How have you been able to maintain that success over the last couple of years? You know, I mean, really started that 2012 team. In 2011, we finished last place. That 2012 team, you know, with pretty much the same group of players out, outside of a couple of new guys, um, really made it their goal to, to go from worst to first. You know, they had T-shirts printed off, and it really was something they talked about, and, and uh, they were able to do it. Um, obviously, we came up a little bit short in the 2012 WAC tournament, um, but it just really is built on that and, and really taking pride in what the team did before and hoping that you can match that and, and take it to the next step. And there's just so much pride from a group of players the last eight years. They care about each other. That They know there's some history there, and they just want to continue it on. We lost four players. Two, they went to the MLB draft, so now you have 24 returners. I mean, what kind of an impact do you think – it's going to have on this season having so many returners. It's inc- it's been incredible. It's been the best fall um, that I can remember ever having here. Um, you know, we started in August. We went to play in the tournament in Canada, and then the fall started right away. We played Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, there's really no hiccups uh, in the fall, but sometimes I think that can, you know, cause you to have some concern, maybe too much optimism. Uh, but this group is so tight and so so close knit that um, there's been no. No going backwards, and they understand what the what the challenges are, and they're looking forward to that. Well, out of the returners, you got a handful of pitchers coming back: Brady Rodriguez, Travis Martizias, Stone Cherby. I mean, what do you expect? Do you expect to utilize them similar in the bullpen this year, like you did last year? Yeah, I think Stone transitions into that closer role that you know we kind of used Austin Roberts and Tanner Dalton in that role last year. So Stone will do that, and then. You know, Travis Martesian and Brady they, Rodriguez, they can both pitch in multiple roles. So they'll pitch out of the bullpen. Um, and I think that all three of those guys, I think, pitched in more than 30 games last year. And I would anticipate that being the case. And uh, obviously with our starting pitching, you know, with, with Parker and, and Scott being at the front of it, we, we feel really good about that. Well, speaking of Scott, uh, Scott Randall and Matt Smith, it just came out that they were preseason all-conference. I mean, how proud are you of those guys? Yeah, I mean, Matt Smith's been around a long time. I, yeah, I've been here. Uh, this will be my 10th year as a head coach, and he's been <laughs> on five of the teams. I give him a hard time. Um, but he's uh, he's just an awesome kid. He, he's he's so much fun to be around. He takes so much pride in being a Hornet. And then, obviously, Scott has come from you know a local kid that was not recruited heavily. Um, you know, it was 84, 85 miles an hour coming out of high school, and now he's, you know, 90 to 92 and has a chance to be a pretty good draft this next year in the MLB draft. So those two guys are, you know, kind of what we what we expect out of Hornets, right? They, they put in the work and they kind of keep their mouth shut and just plug away. Well, you talk about guys not being heavily recruited out of high school. I know Keith Torres, he came from St. Louis and Hawaii. He wasn't heavily recruited, and he ended up being one of your top guys last year. Yep. I mean, what kind of does not only sit about him like as an athlete, but the program as a whole? Yeah, you know, we've, if you look at our roster over the course of the last eight years, a lot of the players on the roster were only recruited by us. They were, for whatever reason, slipped through the cracks. Other people didn't think they were good enough. You know, I think we 
have some pretty uh, high standards in terms of what we're looking for in players. It's not just the baseball part. Obviously, there's an academic component to it, but it's also, you know, what kind of family do they come from? How do they treat their parents? Um, you know, how do they, what kind of teammates are they on the field? So I think we're pretty, you know, pretty strict in terms of what we look for there. Um, and Keith was one of those guys. We had lost a player, you know, after the 2014 season, uh, and Ricky Martinez decided to transfer. So we were short at the shortstop position. We were able to get Keith really, really late in the process. He, you know, he didn't commit to us until you know, about four weeks before school started. So uh, very fortunate to have him. He's, uh, I look forward to him having a really good year this year. Well, how important is the student athlete aspect in the recruiting process? I think it's, you know, it's everything, you know, yet, you know, some of the mistakes we've made, quite honestly, in the past on the recruiting side is overlooking the academic piece, overlooking, uh, you know, maybe some areas in which, you know, we knew going into it, this kid's an extremely good athlete, good baseball player, but the grades aren't where they need. And, you know, I think sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking that we can fix it, we can change them. Um, so we're really strict in terms of what we look for. If your GPA is not over a 3.0, um, most of the time we're going to move on to the next guy because I just think that the culture that we've built with the kids that we have, and, you know, academics is important. And it's not just important because I want them to get a good degree and, and we're trying to sell the parents on it. It's important because it shows your work ethic. You know, the ones that work hard in the classroom are going to be the ones that work hard uh, on the baseball field as well. So what got you into coaching? Like, why do you love it so much? Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. I think I got into coaching – you know, um, quite honestly, I think that I got into coaching because I was one of those guys that probably didn't get as much out of my ability. I don't think I really had, um, I had really, really good coaches, but I don't think I had somebody that was as hard on me as I needed. I think everybody needs something different. Uh, and I wish that somebody would have stuck their foot up my, you know what, every once in a while to make sure they realized that I was probably wasting some of my talent just not taking care of stuff as important in the classroom. I wasn't a great student. So when I got done, I, I wanted to make sure that I could go back and do something I love, which is baseball, but also something where I know that I have a story to tell. I, I, I can tell these kids, look, I, I made these mistakes and potentially you could make, and I'm, I can steer them in the right direction. Do you think that's made you a better coach? Yeah, I think I, what's made me a better coach is just, I think I learn more from my players and they learn from me. You know, I think that, you know, it, it keeps me young for sure, um, but I think I learn more from them and I'm able to adapt and make adjustments and change and, and grow with them. Well, we have some congratulations in order. So you recently signed your extension, so you'll be here at least until 2026. I mean, what kind of keeps you coming back and be able to build and maintain this program? Well, I think there's two things. I think, number one, my family, you know, so I have a, a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 9-year-old, and they love Sacramento. My wife loves Sacramento. There's so many cool things happening in Sacramento and so many cool things to do just within a short drive. So number one, it's my family. Number two, it's our, our players. I'd have a really hard time walking away from the group of players that we have. They're just uh, awesome kids. I think we have some exciting things coming up in terms of facility upgrades and doing some things uh, in our ballpark that are even going to make it more enjoyable for our fans to watch but also help us in the recruiting process as well. Do you think that when people come here and to the program that they feel like they feel that family culture when they get here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a super tight group of, of parents um, that, that hang out together in the parking structure and have barbecues before games. And it, it really is a family. You know, I think 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't have used the word family when talking about teams and stuff like that. But um, it is a family and uh, they do care a lot, a lot about each other.
Well, when senior night hits, what are those moments like you for as a coach when you see these guys moving on to their next chapter? I mean, some of them go yeah. to the MLB draft, yeah. you know. I think it's different every year. I think every group's different. You know, there, there's uh, there's times where it's more emotional. Uh, there's times where it, it's less emotional. You just have such a different relationship with every group. You know, I think early on in my time here, you know, it's the first group of recruits, right? So, like, uh, I, I remember, you know, a kid named Andrew Ayer, so I, who I recruited, who was a walk-on, became the first uh, MVP of, the, of, a, of a conference at the right. Division One level. You know, so that was so much different um, in terms of that senior day. You know, so I think it's different each and every year. I, I, I can imagine this year um, I'm extremely close to Matt Smith, extremely close to Nick Tabura. You know, the, those guys, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But uh, we got a lot, a lot of time before we get there. I think sometimes, you know, in life, we, we, we often forget that we just need to enjoy each and every day. Obviously, with what's gone on, you know, with, with Kobe's death and, and those things, I think that's been a, a great reminder to us all that we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So let's make sure we enjoy today. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, when you found out about that tragedy, what was kind of going through your mind at that time? We were, we were actually sitting in the clubhouse, uh, and Matt Smith is the one that came in with it on his phone. Like, you couldn't believe it. Like, I think it even took four or five days to it, 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 this isn't real. I think it, yeah. you look at, you know, he, he, there's just no way that that could have happened. You know, he's um, such an icon, not, not even as a basketball player, just as a human being. So I think it still affects us. I, there's no question, you know, you, you have that invincibility with someone like that but I think it's just a great reminder that we're really not guaranteed anything and really what's important you know I think that you know our families and making sure the relationship we have with other people need to be at the forefront you know we're just getting a chance to for me be a coach for them play a game it really is um, a very short window that we get those chances and we just need to make sure we don't you know get too carried away with making it more important than what it really is just a game well every team Every season is different. I mean, what makes this particular group so special, you think? I, th I think there's more experience with this team. I don't think, you know, in, in, in recent years, we've had to rely on freshmen. Um, you know, I think that we have two or three freshmen on the position player side and two or three freshmen on the pitching side that will be a part of it. But it's not, it's not something we're walking into the season feeling like, man, they, they've got to play. You know, I think they'll work their way into that. I think experience really is important in college baseball. The more the more years you can kind of add up on the field typically gives you the better chance. Um, so I think that this team is more experienced. I think that um, just from a from a, from a uh, ability fact, like we're, we're more we're more talented because we are a couple of years older. I think some guys have really made some good changes in their game. I think you're going to see. You know, last year we hit 235 as an offense. Uh, we're much better offensively than we were a year ago. And I think we've had some guys on the mound really, really develop. And, and, and from a health standpoint, we really only have a couple injuries, and Parker Brahms is back healthy, so that should be good as well. Well, Coach, at the end of all this, what type of legacy do you hope to leave here at Sac State and just with, you know, all your guys? You know, I, you know, I, I tell parents that sometimes uh, in the recruiting pro I, I really don't know um, – what type of job we've done until 20 years down the road when those guys come back and find out what kind of husbands, fathers, citizens they are in our society. So I think that you truly don't know as a coach when you these 18 to 22-year-old kids, I mean, you can look at the wins and losses, but that stuff's temporary. People forget about that. I think our job is to make sure that, you know, 10, 15 years, I actually have a couple of players right now that already have a couple of kids. Um, so you just, I think for, for me, looking back and looking ahead to see, how they, how they end up and how they turn out. I think that's more important than, you know, the time spent on the field.
Well, thank you so much, Coach, for sitting down with awesome. me today, and I cannot wait for baseball season yeah. to start. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Huge thanks to Coach Christensen, and I know just like all of you, we are ready to get the season started. The first home series will be against UC Santa Barbara Friday the 14th through the 16th. And make sure to head out to John Smith Stadium to catch all the action. And hey, if you can't make it out, don't forget you can always listen live to every home broadcast. We have so much to look forward to going into this year's softball season, and Coach Perez is entering her seventh year as head coach. Now, last season, the Hornets won over 30 games, going 31-25. and 25. Now, this team is always in the running to win the Big Sky and was recently selected second to win the conference by the preseason coaches poll. I sat down with Coach Perez to talk about last season, what's to come for this season, the recruiting process, and more. So your season starts this Friday, February 7th at Chase Stadium. I mean, can, how excited are you for, to begin this season? The team is really excited. You know, you start off um, at the beginning of school in the fall and, you know, you build to this point. So we're, we're ready to go. I know the girls are just ready to get the uniform on and start playing real games. So we're, uh, we're excited. We're excited. The weather's going to be great and um, get the team out and start to see what we look like. Well, you guys won over 30 games last season, and you guys were just picked to win second in the Big Sky in the in the coaches' poll. I mean, how does that not only get you ready and prepared, but just the level of excitement it has for the beginning of the season? Yeah, we're really grateful, you know, to be top, picked at the top of the spots. You know, we got one one first place vote, and I our goal of our team every year is to win conference, win the tournament and make it to postseason and win in postseason and push as far as we can there. So um, we were appreciative of getting high that high, but our goal is to be number one and we want to be number one for the, for the whole season. So it sets that standard. And for us, it's each week going out and doing our job. And, and the team is so far really been doing a great job showing up to practice every day, ready to work, um, keeping each other accountable, um, really trying to get comfortable in their roles and understanding what those are. And as we play through this weekend, you know, and as we keep going and building into conference, we'll start to really figure out what everybody's individual role is and where they are, whether they're a starter, whether they're a backup, and understanding what they need to do every day to really do what's best for the team. And and I, I think the excitement, I think the girls are just ready to get the uniform on and get going. I mean, how have you been able to maintain this level of success, you know, throughout these years? I was really fortunate when I came in as head coach. Our former head coach, Kathy Strahan, had really done a great job setting a good base for the program academically, uh, she always had high expectations, and that's something, obviously, we've been able to continue. Um, it comes down to recruiting. What kind of players are you bringing in? You know, we really like to recruit locally. Um, there's a lot of great products in the area, a lot of great local products in the area, so we want to try to keep them close to home if we can. Not all of them want to stay close. And then within the state of California, so much softball talent. So we really try to keep our fingers on the pulse of the teams that are really competing at a high level. We really try to do our background on our players. You know, what's their work ethic like? What's their family like? How do they treat their parents? What what do they do on a daily basis um, in their lives? And, and how are they going to bring that to our program and, and be a part of our culture and what we want to do? Um, we've gotten some great um, contacts up in the Northwest. As you see, we have two Washington players on our team. And we sometimes have some from Oregon. And that's been a great, um, great recruiting tool for us to bring in players from up there. They're hard work 
working blue collar. So it really starts there with the culture and, and with Kathy being able to take over what she really, the foundation she had laid. Um, I was really given a, a great and fortunate um, situation. I mean, you talk about the recruiting process and you have signed so many incredible women, you know, throughout the years. I mean, how important is that student athlete factor in your program? It's everything. It's everything. You know, when they come here, this time frame in your life, when you're 18 to 22, there's a lot of changes that happen. There's a lot of growth. You're away from home. You got to figure out how to pay your bills. You got to yeah. figure out pay rent. You got, there's a lot of things. You got to, you know, you, you your classes are a little bit more independent. We're in high school. You're there all day. Most people know you. Your teachers see you every day. In college, they don't see you every day. So you, as a student, have to take that step to get to know your professor, to be more than just somebody on the roll call. And that's something we really try to empower our players to, to, to set that standard. And, and want to be somebody that's invested in being a student because not a lot of players are going to get, you know, multi-million dollar contracts to play softball. And, and I'm hoping that will change over the years. And, and it's starting to, you know, really grow as our sport grows. So the student part is really huge. And then you have the athlete part where, you know, we want players who want to come in and want to play at a high level and understand what that means, what that what the expectations are, what your work ethic has to be every day. You you're in a relationship with your game, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you have to treat it that way. And some days you want to separate from your game and get some distance. And some days it's like a cloud nine experience and you're just you're you love it. So it's battling that every day and, and waking up and having the discipline to know what you need to do and, and to get it done. Well, you have a relatively new team, 10 of your 23 players. No so you have nine true freshmen. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you plan on relying on some of the newbies this season? Our fans are going to see our new players in the lineup um, throughout the course of the season. And depending on where we're at when we start conference, you know, could be consistent starters every day. A lot of them, um, a lot of our new players have made immediate impacts. We lost some key players. I mean, we're going to have a whole new outfield this year, which is really huge. And we're excited about it because they just what they bring to the table is is really exciting to watch as a coach. And so there were a lot of other positions as well that were open or had opportunities to compete for a starting position. And our our 10 new players have come in and really worked their butt off and, and, and not in a way of like, I'm going to take your position. They're going to work as hard as they can because they want to be a starter. And if they aren't, they're going to work as hard as they can for that person that is in that starting role um, to do as well as they can. And then their job is to be ready when and if their number gets called. And so they've been a great injection. They've got good work ethic. All of them do. They are driven. They've, they fit into our program really well. They bring different things, whether it's good humor, personality, maybe they're, they're serious and they're disciplined. They set a good example that way. Um, we're really focusing on being great teammates as well. Um, you know, setting a good example and keeping each other accountable. So there's all those pieces within our, our program and our culture that we've brought these new players in, really tried to teach them, embed them to what we're doing, and they've bought in. And that's really the great part so far. And now as we go through season and we deal with the ups and downs of that, now it's going to be really trusting in that our foundation and our culture is sound and reminding each other of um, what needs to get done. And those new players, like I said, they've bought in, and, and I think they're going to be a huge part of keeping that culture and intact and, and keeping each other accountable. You know, as a coach, how do you kind of maintain that culture or kind yeah. of establish that culture when you have so many, you know, new girls on the team? No doubt. There's a lot of team bonding that has to happen. You know, we had a, a sleepover on the field and <laughs> it was so funny because it was we had had warm weather, warm weather, warm weather. And then the night of the sleepover, it went cold. It, that just has to happen, right? <laughs> exactly. That's Sacramento. 
unpredictable weather. So um, sometimes, so it got a little chilly. Um, but we that night, you know, we had everybody talk about their families and what brought them here, and it just helped us to get to know each other. You know, once you come and come to a softball program or any athletic program, you know, across the country, it becomes your family, your immediate, you know, family, those people you see every day. So it's important that you have to learn about each other. So we spent some time doing that over the course of the fall, because if somebody is acting a certain way, if you really know that person, you understand them, you're going to understand where they're coming from, or if they say something, you're going to understand where they're coming from, as opposed to maybe being defensive, because you don't understand. And that's really important in a family, in a team dynamic, um, you know, and understanding what people act like when they're having a great day or having a bad day, you know, because we all have them and nobody's perfect. So understanding that, but really try and encourage them, get off your phones, don't text, communicate, talk in person, talk on the phone. If there's an issue, talk to that person face to face or vocally, that way you understand. So we really trying to work on that piece of it. Um, We had another experience over the uh, fall. We worked with an organization called The Program and their their initiative is to work on team leaders, building great team leaders and working on team cohesiveness. And so the lessons we learned working with them was really invaluable um, for our team. I think we worked with them in uh, November and I'll be honest, from that day, it's been different. Wow. Not, it was it was good before, but it went to a whole nother level after working yeah. with them because the girls were challenged to have to really work together. And they got called out for not. And they needed that. And they needed, they needed to have the skills to understand how to keep each other accountable. Instead of calling somebody out, instead of looking at it like, I'm calling you out. No, I'm trying to bring you back in. And that mindset is just so much more positive and is so much more inviting for somebody. So those are ways that we really worked on trying to get this team just together. And it, it was invaluable with our experience with the program. Well, you talk about family. This is going to be your seventh year as head coach, mm-hmm. but your 20th year in the overall program. I mean, what keeps you coming back? Is it that family-like atmosphere? Definitely. Yeah. When I walked on campus here on my recruiting visit, initially it felt like home. This, the greenery, the trees, the diversity of the campus. There were so many things that when I stepped on campus and I left that day that I just, I, it just stuck in my head. It felt right. And, you know, once I played ball here, I always thought I would move away and go back home or, or go to San Francisco, which is where some of my family's from. But I ended up staying um, and working locally and then had the opportunity to come back and coach. I, I wanted to get into coaching and another job opening happened um, at another university. So I called our former head coach and asked her for a letter of recommendation. And that's where I found out about the oh, job wow. being open. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'd much rather yeah. <laughs> stay here and work with you. So luckily I was given that opportunity. And the thing that just keeps me coming back is, you know, like I said, the environment of the campus. I just I love it. I just it's somewhere I just feel so proud to walk on every day. Um, the athletic department is continuing to grow where it started when I came here in 98 to where it is now is just incredible yeah. um, to see where the athletics have grown, where the university's grown, the student pride, all of that. And, and I think you're seeing that that's developing every year. And the thing that keeps me here is knowing that the goals that I want to achieve individually in my career and as our program, I really feel like those are attainable and I I want to continue on that route. And I, and I definitely feel like I've got the resources and things that I need here to accomplish those goals for our program. Well, you guys lost, um, conference pitcher of the year, Savannah Core. Mm -hmm. What does the pitching staff look like this season? This year is definitely a unique year for me. We have six pitchers, which I have never had in my career. For softball, that's a higher amount. Um, Two or three of them can do other things as well. So that 
offers some flexibility and variety um, to be able to move them to different positions because um, we have some that can hit as well. So that's unique. You know, losing Savannah is a big loss. But when we, the Savannah senior year, we had lost Selena, who was, pitch, you know, Big Sky Pitcher of the Year. And then before Selena was Caitlin Brooks, who was Big Sky Pitcher of the Year. So we've had a lot of success on the mound. And so this year, you know, it's kind of like, okay, who's going to be that person that steps up? And, and, and that's one thought process I've had to, but to be honest, this group has a lot of talent and I think we're going to need all of them, you know, and we're dead or, yeah. or a handful of them. you know, the year that we won conference, Celine obviously was the one that um, was the big sky pitcher of the year, but Savannah was our strong staple number two. And that experience helped her into last year. And so this year we have some girls coming back that have good experience. Jensen Maine, Danielle Sperry, um, who got good experience last year. And I know as seniors, they want to go out with, a, you know, go out with a bang. And so, um, you know, they're looking to, to, ha to get some action and, and, and have an impact on the team but we have some really good young fresh arms that have a lot of talent um and so that's the part where i'm really excited to see what they can do too so i, I don't think it'll be a one-woman show this year but if it ends up being that way then it is you know we'll we'll play it as is we're going to need all of them that's the at the end of the day that's that's where we're going to be and we're going to focus on that well, most Beef was out yeah. with a knee injury last year. How yeah. is her recovery going, and how big of an impact is she going to be this season? Yeah, when Mo went out last year, she was leading us in home runs, um, batting average. So it was a huge loss. Yeah. Um, and, and not only just what she does with her bat, but as a teammate, the energy she brings to the field um, is, is really hard to measure. Um, and you notice her absence. Her rehab has been going great. She's fully cleared to go. Um, she's hitting the ball. She's taking defense. I, I mean, I was ripping balls at her last week, wow. which I was just, it was, I'm like, I can't believe, this is awesome. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was excited as a coach. I was like, and she wasn't, you know, she's the kind of kid that she just swooped it backhand, wow. short hop. You know, she was taking what I was giving at her. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and running the bases and getting moving. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to ease her in lightly. You know, I don't want to, she's, she's newly cleared. So I don't want to, um, just throw her in and, and put her in a situation that, you know, might um, not be great for her. So we're going to ease her in, but she's ready to go and she's excited. She's ready to pick up where she left off last year. That's for sure. Well, a lot of your girls have had like huge accolades over the years, Brianna Bowers, Shay Graves. Yeah. I mean, how excited are you to see them back on the field this season? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I think the girls that had a great freshman campaign who are sophomores this year um, will we're, are going to pick up right where they left off. I know Shay's ready to go. Bree has been battling a little bit of an injury, but she's um, she's been coming back and rehabbing. So I know she's she's clawing to try to get back on the field as fast as possible. But those girls really had um, great seasons, and I, I think they're expecting to continue to build. You know, sophomore year can be really tough because when you're a freshman, they don't really have a scouting report on you. So they figure it out. By your sophomore year, now they know what your holes are, especially in conference. So it's going to be between the ears how they're going to deal with that and not making it so much that it's um, insurmountable. But um, So they're going to have to counterpunch when people try to go after their weaknesses. Um, Katie Vetsos as well, our second baseman. I probably said her last name wrong. I always do. <laughs> but um, she, she had a great sophomore campaign with us as well and as a junior now. So um, we're looking forward to it. Alondra Mejia, was a, who's a first baseman for us, she got Player of the Week as a freshman so a lot of players in that younger those younger classes um, we're young but a lot of times that can work out for you because they're they're just thinking fresh and they're just like sponges and so we're just going to continue to build them and teach them and, and and build their confidence get them to really believe in themselves 
We guys won the Big Sky Championship in 2018. That was the first taste that we've seen of the NCAA tournament since 2008. I mean, as a coach, how does that feel you and feel your program to get back there again? For sure. You know, when you win your conference and now you're moving on to the NCAA part of it, it was it, it's it's infectious. I mean, once you get a taste of it, you that's what you wake up for every day. Yeah. You know, when I played here as a player, we struggled. We did not do very well. So one of my goals coming back individually was to really put the program where I felt it should be, where our alumni feel like it should be, and really raising those stakes and, and continuing to match that and beat it every year, you know, continuing to grow. And so um, being able to kind of break through finally in the 18 season was amazing. Being able to sit there and watch the selection show, having our team be on the selection show, um, and then being able to play Friday night, um, ESPN2, you know, seven, you know, against UCLA. I mean, that was incredible. Um, So I was excited for our girls to be able to have that experience. I was excited for our alumni who were just so energized for it. And so for us, it's something we we strive. And and our girls coming in, the girls we recruited, you know, they watched that moment as well. Those freshmen saw us. They were most of them were committed at that time. And so they watched and they want to be on that stage. They didn't come here. They came here, obviously, to have a good experience, get their degree. Those are the two main things. But the thing that really fuels them every day is they want to be on that stage and they want to know what it takes, the work ethic and the drive. And so for our whole program, that is that is the end goal. Obviously, we have a lot of steps in the way and we have to focus on the process. But um, that's what wakes us up every day ready to get to it, because we want to get to that national scene and and not just get there. We want to win and thrive in that scene. Um, You know, the World Series is your end goal. And that's something that is always in the forefront every year. Well, speaking of setting the stage, when Alyssa Nacken was named the oh, first yeah. full-time female coach in the MLB, I mean, what did what did that not only do for this program, but for women everywhere? Right, yeah. Um, sorry, it's a little emotional to talk about. I mean, when it happened, I was just like, it, it just kind of blew me away. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Nacken was somebody here. She was a two-time captain. She was a force. I mean, she's 5'10", maybe a little taller now. She kept growing. <laughs> she was an athlete here. She was just somebody who could really play ball. And, and not only that, she was a great teammate. She just did so many things that you just, you know, you wanted 20 of her on the field. Um, and her time with the Giants, we I knew she was going to do something in sports and, and, and she was going the baseball route, uh, but didn't know to that extent. And yeah. so a lot of us, you know, I grew up and I had two older brothers. And for me, I grew up on the baseball field. And my dad always had dreams of me being the first baseball player, female baseball player. And, you know, eventually I switched over to softball. Yeah. And that, that was more home for me. But a lot of us grew up that way, you know. And some of our idols were baseball players. Now you're seeing young softball players. Their idols are softball players, which is great because the visibility. But that still doesn't mean that some of us would love the idea of being in the baseball scene and in the b- baseball world. And so to see Alyssa, and there's two others, one with the minor league um, and, and another one um, that's out there coaching as well, and Alyssa being able to be that first full-time. I mean, just, it was amazing, the excitement the day that it was announced. Yeah. Um, myself and our former head coach, you know, we're splitting interviews just because so many people are calling um, and just being able to talk about her and, and the moment. It, it was great. It was everything. And, and I think it's 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 going to continue to build. I know our, our coaches association, you know, want to get her involved in coming to our convention and speaking there and just wanting to get to know her more. So it meant a lot for our program. Um, it speaks to who Alyssa Naka is as a person to be able to be that first person. And for women in general, as far as just breaking into the baseball world, um, 
you know, Alyssa has a big responsibility to kind of hold that standard high and be able to do her job. And I have no doubt she will. And for us, for for women now, it's going to really help pave that way. Now, you know, uh, more male dominated sports, I think are going to be interested in hiring a female coach and what can they bring to the table? Because sometimes a male can talk to my female players a little different and vice versa. And you can you can match that. We had a, a male a male coach with us last year who retired, um, Jim Wetzel. And it was great having him on staff and having just that kind of male dynamic. Yeah. Um, it's just a different way of seeing things. And he had a phenomenal background of what he could bring to the table. So I think as people understand that more and more, you're going to see those doors open. You know, when it's senior night and you you know that your girls are going to move on to their next chapter. I mean, as a coach, what are those moments like for you? Those are always emotional because you invest in them so much as people um, and you watch them grow. Um, Our true freshmen, Riley Sager, Danielle Sperry and Jessica Scott, um, it'll be it'll be tough. We've had a lot of experiences together, good, bad, indifferent, you know, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, They're great people. So I, I, it's going to be emotional. And then Jensen Main, who transferred to us, I recruited her out of high school. She chose to go to New Mexico first and then she came back. So we have a lot of history. So that senior day is always a hard one. I try to keep my emotions in check. So do they, but it's, you know, we... We get a little, we get a little sensitive, a little soft sometimes, <laughs> which is sad to say. But um, it's just a part of it, and and seeing them move on. But that's the that's the piece of it, and the thing that they have to understand is they want to, they need to leave a legacy, and you know, they need to leave the program better than they found it. And they understand that that's a responsibility that all of our players have as they go through the program. And uh, I'm excited for it, but at the same time, we got a long ways away till that day. So I, I'm just hoping for our seniors, they can just go out with a bang. Well, speaking of legacy, at the end of all of this, I mean, what kind of legacy do you hope that you leave here? And what do you hope, you know, these women get from this program after? Yeah, after you know, um, I'm really in the business of, of developing, you know, girls into women, essentially, you know, yeah. young women into, into women. And when they graduate, I want them to have an idea of what they're going to do with their lives. You know, we have those conversations. What do you want to do after here? And that starts from their freshman year on. It gives me opportunity to learn them and learn about them and guide them. And oftentimes as coaches, we have a hand in sometimes what they end up picking in their career. And I've had multiple conversations over my time here as an assistant and a head coach where a player and I would just be kind of talking at the airport or talking in the office or whatever, having lunch. And, you know, we start talking about life and what do you think you want to do? And, and, and as coaches, we see sides of them that they don't necessarily see. So we get the opportunity to go, you're really good at this. Maybe you should go into this field. You know, you're really good at paperwork. You're really good at meticulous notes. You know, maybe you should look into going to the criminal justice field. And because my dad is a former cop, I know, okay. you know, the paperwork involved yeah. <laughs> in that. And it takes the type of person to understand it. And criminal justice is such a great program here at Sac State. So you can help kind of navigate them. And, um, you know, for me, I, I want them to really develop as women as they go. Know that obviously as a coaching staff, um, you know, Danielle Kamanaka and Vicky Rios, they do a phenomenal job with our players as well. So they have three really strong women that can help guide them and 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 our resources as long as they reach out and kind of sometimes you kind of have to break down that little coach player relationship to have that, you know, closeness, but to have those conversations and have that guidance and at the end of the day for me when I'm when I, my career is done here and my coaching uh, career and I've whatever I've done whether I'm retiring wherever it's at um 
you know, I want I want people to think that, you know, I've done a good job here. I've graduated student athletes. We had a great standard in our academics and we had good not only athletes on the field, but students. And, and at the end of the day, I want um, those that that do look at it know that I, I left the program better than I found it. And that's for sure um, the biggest focus and, and making sure whoever takes over next, whenever that is, can just take over just like I did with Kathy, with Coach Drahan and, and be able to now to carry the torch um, or continue the torch. Hopefully we've set some really high standards by that time. So, well, you have done an incredible job and I want to thank you for sitting down with me today and thank I cannot you. wait to see what the season brings all of us. Oh yeah. I'm sure it'll be a, it'll be a journey like it always <laughs> is, but thank you very much for no, having me. Thank you. Thanks to coach Perez and make sure to head over to Shea stadium today as the NorCal kickoff begins and catch today's double header at 1130 AM and 2 PM. Hornet fans, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Sac State Athletics Podcast. That does it for our show. The Sac State Athletics Podcast is a production of KSSU, Sac State student-run radio in partnership with Sac State Athletics. Hosted and produced by me, McKenna Guerrero, with audio editing and executive producing by Andrew Garcia. Special thanks this week to Marcus Jennings, Chriselle Pons, Ryan Bjork, Robert Barsanti, and the rest of the Sac State Athletics team for making this episode possible. Additional thanks to Coach Reggie Christensen and Coach Lori Perez for taking time out of their busy schedules to talk with us. And hey, always remember, stingers up!